Okay, so you're in the clinic, in your office, or even the emergency room, and the next patient you encounter complains of persistent, bothersome nipple discharge. What are you going to do? In this session, we're going to cover the ACOG-endorsed workup of nipple discharge. Nipple discharge is a common breast symptom. Now, in most cases, nipple discharge is benign. Benign discharge is more likely to be bilateral, only present when expressed, milky or even green in color, and multi-ductal. Discharge that is unilateral, uniductal, and spontaneous indicates a higher risk of malignancy and requires more thorough evaluation, especially if there's a concomitant breast mass. Bilateral milky nipple discharge is appropriate during pregnancy and lactation and may persist up to one year postpartum or after stopping breastfeeding. Now, galacteria, which is characterized by bilateral milky discharge outside of pregnancy and the postpartum interval, is not caused by intrinsic breast diseases. Now, remember, that's hyperprolactinemia, and we can discuss that at another time. Elevated prolactin levels that lead to galacteria can be caused by multiple factors, including chronic breast stimulation, endocrinopathies like hypothyroidism, and even prolactin secreting adenomas. Also, certain medications can inhibit dopamine, and that inhibition of dopamine can also lead to galacteria. All right, look, so in general, the history and the physical are going to be very important, as they are always. But chief among patients with nipple discharge includes their symmetry, in other words, unilateral or bilateral, the number of ducts involved, the age of the patient, and if there's any masses involved. In short, ACOG divides the algorithm into milky discharge and non-milky discharge. Let's take a look at how milky nipple discharge is evaluated and managed first. Patients with bilateral milky nipple discharge should be tested for pregnancy. And if the pregnancy test is negative, then the galacteria workup should be performed. And that includes a workup of medications, checking a TSH level, and of course, serum prolactin. Now, the following medications are associated with galacteria, phenothiazines, and other antipsychotic drugs, metoclopramide, domperidon, methyl dopa, reserpin, verapamil, and of course, combined oral contraceptives. On the other hand, for women presenting with symptoms of non-milky discharge, history taking should focus on characterizing the discharge, including whether the discharge is spontaneous or expressed, unilateral or bilateral, uniductal or multiductal, and if it's clear, yellow, green, multicolor, or bloody. Now, a small amount of expressible discharge that's clear is physiologically normal. Now, concern for an underlying pathology is raised in the following conditions. If the discharge is persistent and reproducible on exam, if it's spontaneous, if it's unilateral, if it comes from a single duct, and if it's clear, serous, or bloody, information should be obtained about potential sources of nipple stimulation, the timing, and the circumstances when the discharge is noted. A thorough breast examination should also be performed, and if a breast mass is palpated, then we should default to the breast mass algorithm. And remember, that breast mass algorithm was in another podcast. 
Now, particular attention should be given to the skin of the nipple areolar complex. If the discharge is multiductal or non-spontaneous, meaning it's expressed only, and the exam findings are otherwise normal, then it likely represents a benign process. Evaluation includes counseling to stop nipple stimulation and diagnostic imaging for women who are 40 years and older. Further age-based evaluation should be performed for spontaneous, unilateral, uniductal nipple discharge that's clear, serous, or bloody. So there's a clinical pearl. It doesn't have to be bloody just to get your attention. Clear or serous, that's unilateral and uniductal, should get your attention. Evaluation should begin with ultrasound for all ages with additional diagnostic mammography for women 30 years and older. Women with imaging findings that are suspicious for malignancy, remember that's a BIRADS category 4 or 5, require tissue biopsy. Now as a side note, remember we covered the BIRADS classification system in another podcast under the palpable breast mass. Women with BIRADS 1 through 3 imaging results but abnormal discharge generally should undergo duct excision. Ductography or magnetic resonance imaging are optional and they can help in planning the excision. All right, next we're going to briefly review the ACOG flowchart or the algorithm that happens after the patient reports nipple discharge. Remember, the first step is to perform a history and a clinical breast exam. There's four main outcomes after that. The first is that a mass is identified on the exam. Well, here we should follow the age-based guidelines for management of a palpable breast mass. Remember, that was another podcast, so I'd encourage you to go back to that lesson. The second condition is that the discharge is persistent and reproducible, spontaneous, unilateral, remember that's a key flag, single duct, and either serous, sanguinous, or single sanguinous. Well, the next step has to do with the patient's age. If she's younger than 30 years, then ultrasound with or without diagnostic mammography should occur. If the patient is 30 years or older, diagnostic mammography plus ultrasound should be done. Based on the BIRADS categories of these two imaging tests, either diagnostic mammography alone, with or without ultrasound, then the BIRADS classification will guide further therapy. Remember that BIRADS 4 to 5 requires tissue biopsy. But with BIRADS 1 to 3, in a patient specifically under the age of 30, then a duct excision can occur. The next possibility is that the discharge is bilateral, and milky. Well, the next step is to order a pregnancy test, and if that's negative, remember that the galacteria workup should ensue. All right, now the last possibility is that the nipple discharge is not spontaneous, meaning it's only seen when manually expressed, or it's multiductal, and it's not serous sanguinous or serous sanguinous. Well, the cutoff here for follow-up is based on the patient's age. If she's younger than 40, simple observation is all that's required, with education to stop nipple expression and stop any self-stimulation and report any changes in the discharge. If the patient is 40 years or older, then a diagnostic mammogram plus ultrasound can be ordered if not done recently. It's also important, again, to educate the patient to stop nipple expression and report any spontaneous discharge that may occur. 
So there's our four outcomes. Mass identified, the discharge is high risk, defined as spontaneous, unilateral, or single duct, with serous, serosanguinous, or sanguinous discharge. It's either bilateral and milky, or the discharge is not spontaneous, multiductal, and not serous, sanguinous, or serosanguinous. Well, that wraps up our podcast covering the algorithm workup of nipple discharge based on the ACOG Bullet Practice Bulletin. We'll see you next time.